Welcome to the Pop Goes the Culture podcast for Tuesday. After hours. April the 9th. <laughs> <laughs> we are in overtime Friday night here. This is the uh, podcast after dark yeah. that you're hearing at 8 o'clock on Tuesday morning. <laughs> they don't know what time it is. Uh, we are just a few folks from the Midwest talking pop culture news, telling stories, taking your comments, and whatever. I am one of your hosts, Joey Mills, with the Pop Goes the Culture podcast network. Let's go around this way this time. I'm Rusty Shackles. Come round on me chain, baby. <laughs> what the nice. <laughs> oh, we like didn't it. even stop that long for anyone to have a drink, so I don't know what's going on now. I, mean, I didn't even come up with a new name. It's still Cinnamon with all this things This is a pulse. different show. you got to have a new name. Uh, I don't got one right now. You, give me a... I gave I, you I, my I ideas. Do cinnamon. cinnamon sprinkles? Yeah. yeah, cinnamon sprinkles. There you go. Uh, K-Dub with uh, PGTC Cannon on Twitter. All right, so who, who the are fuck you? are you? <laughs> <laughs> I went first. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, you did. <laughs> I'm glad you guys could be here. <laughs> I'm glad you guys could be here for the show tonight. Oh, lordy. So here's what we're going to do on these uh, Tuesday shows going forward. Sometimes we'll have interviews, and so this will be uh, an interview segment, which will make the Friday nights prior. Are we going to interview each other? No. We're going to interview other people, so Aww. when I get interviews, we'll uh, put those in this I'll spot. I'll interview you, honey. Don't you? You guys can interview each other <laughs> tonight. Interview, yeah. interview the vampire. You really uh, but today, we don't have an interview for you, so we're going to jump into a topic. Let's just interview each other. <laughs> we could. We will do that. We can save this for <laughs> another night. It'll be a lot funnier than this, that shit. I don't even know what's on the paper. What is this going to be, like truth or dare or something? I don't know. Truth. <laughs> we can interview the pizza guy when he gets here. Yeah. <laughs> what if it's a girl? We can interview the pizza girl when she gets I'll, here. I'll probably have to be the one that talks to her because she's going to be You're afraid gonna of You're going to scare her off. She probably can't <laughs> stick around because the longer she stays here, worse. there's more money. Yeah. Oh, yeah, on a Friday night. She's like, <laughs> she's um, in and I'm out. going. I'm gone. Yep. So uh, we are going to do topics tonight. We're going to talk about superheroes. So we'll just kind of talk through some of these talking points. This is kind of driven by the fact that we just celebrated eight man- Batman's 80th anniversary. I think we decided anniversary is the word we're going to use. Yeah. Uh, Detective Comics 1000 came out that same week, which we've got overall here on the wall. I've just seen those, yeah. Uh, Action Comics 1000, the Superman comics, they had uh, number 1000 last summer, so comics have been around for a long time. We've got Shazam in theaters this weekend. It felt like a good time to take a look at our superhero books and our superhero stories and talk a little bit about who these stories are for. Four. Originally, people. Well, okay. Thanks for joining <laughs> us. <laughs> this has been. <laughs> Originally, uh, we I think we all know comic books were intended for kids. Was it on the Stan Lee panel? They were talking about how comic books used to be the price of a candy bar. And so if you were a kid, you had a choice. Or if you had, if you were a rich kid, you had a paper route or some shit, you could go get a comic. And you get a candy bar, and you can sit outside the store and eat your candy bar and swap comics around with your buddies and stuff. And it didn't cost much um, because it was meant to be a disposable thing. You read your comic, you passed it on to the next guy. You didn't necessarily, you didn't feel an attachment to it. You didn't need mm-hmm. to get your comic back because you didn't have shit in it. You know, you just kind of like, didn't start out like two cents. I think they probably probably. Yeah, two, five, it, something like it was that. Two, I think it was two, and then five, and then ten, and then fifteen. They were never mm-hmm. intended to be these big... There goes a car. I don't know if we can pick that up in the background. Somebody needs to get a serpentine belt changed. <laughs> <laughs> Let's interview that guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> comics were never meant to be this big thing. They weren't meant to be, you know... Nowadays, because fans have done this, we, you know, well, wait a minute. When did that happen? Because in this issue of the comic, you know, like, like we talked about on that Stanley panel, he was talking about how uh, Nick Fury was an orphan from whatever. And then, like, one of the first jobs that Chris Claremont had was he was proofreading a comic book. Yeah. It was a holiday comic book. And uh, Nick Fury went home for Christmas to his family and. He's like, well, wait a minute, this guy's supposed to be an orphan. And so yeah. he went, they're like, well, call up Stan, see what he wants you to do. And he went to Stan's office and he's like, okay, fix it. And just, yep. uh, okay, <laughs> what do you mean? I want you to fix it. He said, it's a problem, fix it. They were not meant to have this ongoing continuity. Like, you know, it was just like, you just told the story for that week with that character and you moved on. Uh, but we've kind of 
turned it into something else where nowadays everybody wants to know when and where exactly how it all lines up. Um, Maybe that's... Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Do you feel like that's comic books are dying off? Well, there's, we'll talk about that a little bit as we get into it. Uh, in 1954, the Comics Code Authority was created. It was a way for comic book publishers to get ahead of the government, basically, because uh, Little Old House Lives in Arkansas was where it started. We talked about this when we were down at Arkansas Comic Con. Yep. Uh, they were mad because you know kids could get their hands on these morally corrupt horror comics and the comic book publishers didn't want the government censoring them, so they decided to come up with their own little stamp of approval and saying, you know, oh, we're going to do it this way. And So it was always based on the kids. That's what they were for. That's who bought them. There was, you know... The problem is that um, comic books, you know, the kids that were kids back then are now middle-aged or older men now, mostly men, because that's what it was. Um, And that's... The problem comic books are having is that they can't get new people to buy them. They can't make new fans. It's the if you go into a comic book store, it's still middle aged white dudes because they're the ones that bought them when they were younger. And so comic book sales are they're not comic book sales are like this. They've it used to be there was a fight at the top for who had the number one comic. You know, it's Spider Man or is it Superman? Is it Batman? Who's the number one? So there would be this small group at the top of the sales that like got all the sales, and then there would be these other books that you know they would go for a little while, then they'd be canceled because they didn't ever get much for sales. Nowadays, there are more comic books, so you know if you know, so the top end isn't as heavy, like the number of one through five, let's say, aren't doing half the sales that numbers one through five used to do 30 years ago. But now, like, six through ten are doing, like, five times as much as they did 30 years ago. So it's so comic book sales are still actually not falling off as fast as you would think they should. They probably should be falling because there's so much stuff. It's just what's happened is now there's not, like, Everybody's getting the Spider-Man this mm-hmm. month because it's Spider-Man. It's now it's like, well, yeah, a few people are getting Spider-Man, a few people are getting this and that, and it's kind of spread out more. It's more flat. There's not like this big peaks and valleys, but but comic book sales overall are struggling because of price. Yeah, it's, what are they up to now? Uh, depending on what you're getting, anywhere from four to five dollars per comic. That's what I thought. So if you're getting six comics. You know, that's a good chunk of change. It's not. Oh, man. <laughs> There's some of them dudes that are would come into Venice stock. That, they still do. <laughs> they're still uh, there. I mean, every week they're leaving with a stack that's got to be, man, what do you figure, 10 or more? Oh, and some of those guys are getting just damn near everything that comes yeah. out every week. So, yeah, they're walking out with, you know. I have it, never purchased a comic book. I have. Ever. But it gets pricey. Uh, there's more competition again. Not just in comic books, but you know, if you think back to the old days of comic books, like we were talking about, you got your comic books, mm-hmm. and when comic books first came out, or you listen to the radio, and your radio shows, you know, that wasn't a big deal because you get comics, and then mm-hmm. you know, fucking Lone Ranger didn't come on till seven o'clock at night or whatever on yeah. the radio, uh, or even you know, just a few, you know, God, you only go back like 20, 30 years. There was what there was, yeah. There's movies and there's comic books, and you know, back then they didn't make comic book movies because yeah, there's comic <laughs> books. That's for kids, shit, you know. Uh, <coughs> but nowadays, God, you got video games, you got YouTube, you got TV, you got movies, you got streaming shit, you got, you know, it's just there's competition, so that people aren't paying. You know, we talk about how it sucks to pay five dollars a month for a streaming service to get one television show you could do that or you can pay five dollars and get one comic book (laughs) yeah you're still your streaming service is a better deal even if you're only watching you know the twilight zone or whatever on cbs all access than a comic book is um so now with that is it like are, are they seeing an increase of it where you can get it online and the digital comics don't sell as well as just having a comic book in your hand still. It's kind of like the whole thing with like people that, you know, for a while everybody was talking about how everybody getting their Kindles was going to kill book yeah. publishing and nobody's ever going to hold a book again. It really isn't the case. People people like holding that shit in their hands. Even yeah. if you look at like music stuff, right now the big thing is like vinyls coming back. Yeah. 
Because, yeah, you can download your songs, and some people do, but people still like to have something in their hands that they can, you know. I get that. And I would prefer to read it. And it, it's something about having it there in front of you, too, like the visual of the art and stuff is a little different in hand than yeah, it than is. Yeah, than if it's on a I've I've went the other way on, like, video games i used to be about the hard copies and now i don't own a hard copy of anything well video games are a little different too because there's not i mean it's a hassle to have to switch out discs if you want to switch Mm -hmm. out games or whatever but you know if you're you know something about like but even movies you know we if we rent a movie we rent it on voodoo or something we don't yeah we don't we don't do the hard disc i I get what you're saying on you know have it in your hand but i also think that Maybe it's the whole drawing the story out and keeping it all continuing the same is maybe what has started a decline and not, you know, keeping it new, fresh, yeah, totally yeah. different stories. A collector yeah, is always going to be a collector, right? And that's and that's the I think a, a lot of people that want that physical copy of something to be able to collect. have always wanted that physical copy. Yeah. There's your pizza, man. And if you're talking about like with games and movies and stuff, those are made to be played or seen on a television or on a movie screen. Yeah. It's, you know, but a comic book's not made for a Kindle or whatever, an iPad, too. And, so and that's okay. I mean, I don't want to read it on a Kindle. I, yeah. I'm like you. I do hurts, like to read, yeah. and I like to it have that book. It hurts your eyes, too, if you're reading words. You know, a lot yeah. of, I've tried to read some Kindle books, and... It's not as easy as reading the book, yeah. it doesn't feel like. I don't know. That's what I think, though. On com- But, I mean, honestly, before I met him, I wouldn't have known there was a, a Black Widow and, and Green Lantern. I wouldn't have known any of that. I know right. it was Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. That's all I got. Yep. And, you know, I've learned a lot just by hanging out with you guys and doing this. But I think if I was to get into reading a, a comic book, I don't think I want a story to continue on. Right. Because you know, eventually it has to end. <laughs> At some point, you don't want to be buying the. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be buying too, the. If you buy a book to read, let's say you bought a book or a movie to watch, mm-hmm. you watch the movie <laughs> or you buy the book and you read the book, and then when it's done, it's done. You yeah. Know? With a comic, pizza, Joe? no, I'm good. With uh, comic books, it's like you're only you're spending five bucks, but you're only getting like you know, well, this is going to be a six comic book story. Like mm-hmm. Nobody wants you know. By the time the story's done, you're you're thirty bucks into it for a fucking yeah. comic yeah. book for a funny book, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, she was talking about needing to keep it fresh and stuff like that, and I, I've not been interested in picking up a comic book since I was a little kid. But like the uh, Batman Metal. Yeah, Dark Knight Metal. Yeah, Dark Knight Metal. Sorry. That's right. Um, it. Uh, the the art and the stories that are going on that actually made me want to start. The only problem is, I didn't know about it till it late. Didn't, in this yeah, day. so I didn't want to try to hunt down old things, and I didn't want to get into that. So I was like, eh, that's kind of a bummer. But uh, something like that actually got me interested in it again. Then of course, you know, bringing back, you know, or not maybe not bringing back per se, but like Conan and stuff like that. You know, yep. it's like, oh hey, that's Something I know, you know. Yep. So, well, and part of the problem too is that comics have tried to appeal to a younger crowd. They've tried to, or a, a new crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, comics have tried to appeal more towards women because that's half the population. So, yeah. why are we only making comics for men? There, you know, you, yeah. if you make comics for women and the same percentage of women like comics as guys, then you've doubled your sales just off of that. Yeah, or they've tried, you know. Younger kid, you know, when comics were made, and let's say, you know, a lot of these characters like Batman, Superman, some of them came up in like the 30s, 40s, and 50s. You know, society looked physically different. You know, mm-hmm. the the white people were the big chunk; they were they were the majority, and that's why we had minorities. There weren't many of them. But if you think- nowadays, people have, you know, now that their you know legislation has changed and people are not as hung up about, you know, mixed marriages and stuff. And so our population now, you know, is to a point where there is, if you combine all of the minorities, it's about the same percentage as whites in America. So as they're making comics that reflect changing culture in America and change, the changing face of America, you know, there there has been a lot of backlash recently from middle-aged white men who don't want, you know black people in their comics. They don't want women in their comics. They don't want, you know, 
that Chinese kid in their comic because that's not what they grew up with, and I mean that it's been a real thing where you know they're not they're not getting new comic book readers as fast as they're losing yeah. the old white guys they pissed off. So did you buy comic books? I can't remember you buying comic. Growing books up, as we a did kid. because we didn't have access to comic books really. Like the places we went to didn't sell comic books. You know what we buy, I bought a lot of was uh, magazines because you could always go like they'd go consumers supermarket. While they're doing the grocery shopping, I would sit there at the magazine rack and thumb through it and walk out with like a Mad Magazine or that Games Magazine. I, or, I remember the know. Mad Magazine always folding the yeah. back of it. Yeah, too. we had Mad Magazines, Games Magazine. Every once in a while, I'd get a WWE magazine, you know, just yeah. kind of. But I do remember, like, my addiction was I had to have like the new G.I. Joe that came out. Oh, yeah. Week. Well, that's the thing, too. You we had, had all the. Two ninety nine on the G.I. I was like, oh my gosh, there's a new G.I. Joe out. Oh, I'd yeah. go get that. I didn't ever have the Yeah, we didn't well, the places the we went didn't really have the comics. We didn't have a comic book store around here and the places that did sell comics we we just they weren't places that our well, family shop. Pharmacy at. was the only place to get a comic book. Yeah, and we didn't never went I mean yeah. to the pharmacy And so that was only a small whatever they had rack. on the spinner yeah. rack, yeah. And outside of that you had to go hunt it down somewhere in Springfield and I don't even know how many places there were up there that I mean it's not like and even those places were kind of maybe in a strip mall set back a little bit to yeah. where you wouldn't Kind of shady. Yeah. <laughs> because well, people The adult superstore is the only place you'd get comics? Not those <laughs> yeah. kind. <laughs> what were those? Those were called Tijuana Bibles. That's what those were called. Uh, but yeah, and then there's always, you know, we laugh about the guy on The Simpsons, but there's that comic book guy culture, you know, of, you know, you can't come in unless you can answer these 12 yeah. questions about this Obscure third rate characters. Three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but comics have always been kind of they're you know a replacement for a lot of the old myths and legends and stuff. And a lot of comics are inspired by a lot of Greek and Roman mythology. I mean, you some of it's directly influenced by a lot of that stuff. But if you think about what those stories were written about and who they were written for, they were morality tales they were told about good guys versus bad guys in order to help teach those ideas and those lessons to society and to younger people and so comic books since we didn't really have that i mean we go this long period where there's not really a lot of those stories being told maybe we're not old enough for what that comic book well, there was that the different age. I mean, there's that golden age of you know the 30s, 40s. Not really the 30s so much because everybody was in depression. But that's when a lot of characters are created. But you know, the 40s and 50s, post-war. You know, that's where your Captain America's punching Hitler, and a lot of those characters were created you in that wartime somebody. era because it was that whole story of teaching kids good guys versus bad guys, and the good guys are going to win because they're the good guys, and the good guys do the right thing. They do the good guy things, and the bad guys can't win. And it was a lot of war propaganda. That's what and they stuff. pushed on G.I. Joe, though, too. Yeah. Was and, and, that's the what, kids. and that's the thing. That's kind of the kind of stuff that, you know, growing up back in the war era, they didn't have television, and so you didn't get that. But by the time we grew up, yeah, in the 70s and 80s and 90s, it was – there's television that's doing that's taking the place of those superhero stories. There's action figures instead of yeah, buying a comic, no you buy an action battle. figure. That's right. Well, now <laughs> the GI Joe, because that was my thing too. I collected GI Joe comic books. Yeah, and I don't remember really GI Joe. It, different from the cartoon, the cartoon was always teaching you. Oh, it was, yeah, yeah. Because, they, because they had to. There but the legislation comic book, on that. I don't remember it. They were just telling stories. Right. Yeah. They weren't really a right and wrong thing because. There'd be whole thing like there was like three or four issue run of just Destro and Cobra Commander. They were out of their right things and they were just the normal tub. looking. <laughs> they, were just, hot tub well, they were kind of going across the country to do stuff, and it was like <laughs> it was like Thumb it Louise and Destro. It's not like they were being bad per right. se, but they weren't really telling a good versus evil story. Right. So I don't remember them. A lot of them telling any kind of. I was just talking about the cartoons because I didn't. Right. I didn't read any of the comics. So. Yeah, uh, because again, we could didn't have access to them where we were. Uh, but that's what the comics used to be; those kind of stories. And nowadays, you know, that's not what they are. And if you look at specifically at superhero stories, there was a point in the '80s where superhero stories weren't for kids anymore. Um, about the mid '80s, superhero comics got dark. So Batman used to be, you know, running around in spandex with 
you know, gray and blue spandex, and Robin's running around, and you know, he's not going to be in stealth in his green and yellow and red, you know, <laughs> no. punching out the bad guys. And it was more like the you know the old Batman TV show where it was just silly and over the top, but you know, Batman's preaching his lessons, but. <laughs> In the mid '80s, especially with like Frank Miller, who did a run on Daredevil and Batman, and then The Watchmen, Alan Moore's Watchmen, comics were less about the bad, the good guys fighting the bad guys, and it was more about the good guys battling their own inner demons and shit. Yeah. And shit got real gritty in the '80s. Shit got real. It hasn't really, <laughs> it hasn't really changed a whole lot. And so, you know, it, everybody made, you know, I guess part of it's because of the comics collectors were growing up and getting older so those were the types of stories they were more interested in in seeing and hearing but you know we archie and jughead have to battle their own demons they got their own well that's that's you know they're not superheroes but you look at archie and jughead if there was anything more wholesome than archie comics but now you flip on the cw on riverdale and they're (laughs) you know it is not archie comics anymore so well in the 80s and that was that the times when like some of the side characters were getting drug habits. And oh yeah, stuff you, like that. well yeah, that was yes, that started even back in the seventies. Yeah, seventies. Okay. Yeah, but you look at seventies and eighties, and yeah, it's and then you get to the nineties where they're like, oh, let's just fucking kill the characters. That's when Batman gets his back broken, and Superman gets killed, and yeah, Green Lantern okay. gets killed, and all that shit. So I mean, but if you wait, it'll be out in a movie. Oh yeah, and it has, and that's kind of where we're headed with this whole discussion. Is I mean that dark period of adult superhero stuff. We're still kind of in that. Um, we still see that on like the CW superhero shows. Some of them are a little more light and bright than others, but it started with Arrow, which was a very, felt like an 80s Batman type telling of that. Or if you look at all the shit that Netflix did, it's all in that, you know, built on Daredevil, which was yeah. a lot of that was lifted directly from some of that dark Frank Miller shit. So I guess the question that we have is. Who are these superhero stories for? Do they should we still be telling stories for that same aging middle aged fan base that's just going to get older and keep them adult and dark and gritty, or do they need to be more family and kid focused? Do you guys think not just superhero stories in comics, but even if you look at like TV and at movies, you have to make different ones. I, I'm guessing. I mean, you I'm have saying. to make the ones for the hopefully the kids of the older generation, you know, their kids or grandkids, yeah, right. I guess technically our age has grandkids now and stuff. So, uh, but I mean, I don't think you could just go, okay, we're only doing right. No, know. there needs to be a break. I agree. But it's interesting that like some of these people that are complaining about comics, they're older and they've got kids and they're like, I want to get my kids into comics because comics were such a big part of my youth. Yeah. And then they walk into a comic book store and they're like, okay, so here are the comics you're still getting and still collecting. Which of those are you going to give to your kids to read? And they're like, yeah. oh, I'm not giving them any of this exactly. shit. This is too, you know, so, you know, it's like, well, you want your kid to start collecting comics, but then you don't want comic book publishers to publish comics for kids because you want Spider-Man to be dealing with some dark shit. When Spider-Man was a teenager that was trying to figure out how to get his... Oh, we got the garage door shutting on us. Is it on a timer? Yeah. Hopefully, I thought I disabled the shutdown part. Okay. Then you run into the comic book stores going, okay, how many can we afford to put out for people. Right, because it's just like any retail thing, shelf space. Yeah. Well, is there money. a way that you can do a neutral? Just, you know, it can be for, it can be dark enough for the adults, but not too dark for the kids, and... No. I don't know. That's kind of the question. <laughs> well, no, because you're going to have those people that are always going to be there. It's not dark enough. Right. Well, get yeah. over or, it, pussies. Yeah. Or, you know, I it know, was dark before, so yeah. it's got to stay dark because yeah. you it's got this. No. You got to have continuity between what's going on. And I think that you need to push the dark stories to the children because society's gotten so fucking soft that they need to know the morality of shit. And you know what? If it's too dark for little Tommy, then don't fucking buy it. Yeah, if he's well, not old enough to not hear the story, then... Yeah. Well, they still need to sell to somebody. Yeah. So they've got to do something. And then I don't think that... Uh, what's a good eight years old? Okay. You know, uh, 
You're not getting you know, The Walking Dead for your eight year old. Yeah. But there should be something. You know, the Walking Dead shouldn't have every space. But on we don't. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, and it could. That's tough, you know, because you got to look at. It's easy to sit on your keyboard and you know type away all the things that are wrong with something or how things should be, but you got to consider the people that have the comic book stores that are just barely making it by. And that's how a lot of them know? are. They shut down more every day. Yep. So what they've got to be racking their brain going, do we try something? Well, the problem is they don't write the comics. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? They're only, they can only order what's uh, well, you know, available to why order. Why not start the kids out on the lighter side comics? And then, you know, when they're old enough, go ahead and introduce them to... Or... If you still have your original comics, let them start out on the comics that you started out on. Yep, absolutely. So let's talk about where you guys come down on this. Uh, After Stan Lee died back in November, Bill Maher, who's got his HBO talk show, he posted his thoughts, including, quote, America is in deep, deep mourning for a man who basically inspired millions of people to, I don't know, watch a movie, I guess, he says. Clarifying his comments, Maher says that he was expressing, quote, my dismay at people who think comic books are literature and superhero movies are great cinema and who in general are stuck in an everlasting childhood. Bragging that you are all about the Marvel Universe is like boasting that your mother still pins your mittens to your sleeve, he continued. If you, you can, if you want, like the exact same things that you liked when you were 10, said Bill Maher. But if you do, you need to grow up. And that was the point of my comments. I'm not glad Stan Lee's dead. I'm sad that you're all still alive. <clears throat> Uh, he's a dick. Yeah, he is. He's saying things to search it up. But here's yeah. to kind of kind of get to the heart of what he's saying. He, quote, can we stop pretending like the writing in comic books is so good? Oh, please. Every superhero movie is the same thing. A person who doesn't know they have powers gets them, has to figure out how they work, and then has to go find something, a glowing thing. And again, there's nothing wrong with a man writing comic books, he said. There's something wrong with adults thinking that comic books are profound. I don't think it's that. I think uh, with uh, comic books, it's like any book, you know, you read now and you get into that, that, let's say that issue on a comic book, just as if I would get into reading Harry Potter. It's It's your imagination. Exactly. It has nothing to do with stepping out of reality. The story of good versus evil is going to continue on for forever. Right. So... You know, every single movie, every, I won't say every single movie, but every single superhero type thing or any, most 90% of your movies have to do with someone taking on either another person or an inner demon, you know, so it's it's never going to change. Do you think he has a point, though, that maybe we need to grow up a little bit and let the superhero thing be for the kids? Because that's kind of what he's saying as well. I I fucking told you guys that a year ago. (laughs) <laughs> no, well, I don't think no, so. No, because you know, growing up, we do grow up. We go to our jobs, we pay our bills, we go through the shit that happens in real life. So, adulting. if if yeah, you're adulting, and so if you're going, yeah, there are movies that you know that are out there. Like I don't know, I'm not gonna throw anything out, but there are movies, yes, that are written well and they are good storytelling and all that. But I can't identify that because I'm not a person from the South trying to do. I, I don't live that, but I can identify with a Batman or an Aquaman movie because I was a little kid and I wanted to do that, so I can shut my brain off, just enjoy something. Yes, are these movies? Is Batman versus Superman a better movie than, you know, uh, Green Book? Green Book. <laughs> yes, Green Book. No, it's not. But that's okay because there's, I'm not going to just go see superhero movies all the time. I do mix in the other movies too. So it's not about growing Born up. Of, it's just yeah. maybe your state of mind. You just need something to shut off and enjoy or something. I don't know. I agree with that. It's It's just a, it's sitting down and reading a book. It's no different, really. It's just people... It's an escape have, people. Yeah, people have their books that they like, and same with comic books. It's their comics that they if you like. you want to pay money to be entertained, then you're going to pay money to be entertained, whether it's taking a fishing trip or watching a movie at the theater. It's, it, or subscribing still. to HBO so you can watch Bill Maher. <laughs> yeah. He, he doesn't but, remember that. Part, I mean, if, it, if it's the thing about growing up and going back to what we were saying, it's an escape... Okay, well then, I guess if I'm going to grow up and I still need to escape, do I start doing cocaine? 
Do I start drinking a lot? Do oh, I you don't, you're not getting, supposed to do those now? You know, oh. I'm, I'm saying some guy in his 40s that is sitting home with a thing of comic books could be doing a lot worse things. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe he's not, you don't think he's a grown-up while he's sitting there reading that thing, but he is getting up and going to that job that sucks. You know, he's dealing in traffic. He's paying bills. He's trying to figure out how much food can I buy at the grocery store. He's grown up. He just wants that something fun still in his life, you know? I think that's what that stuff brings, personally. Mm -hmm. One director has tried to make darker superhero films. Starting with 2009's Watchmen, Zack Snyder went on to direct 2013's Man of Steel, 2016's Batman vs. Superman, and most of 2017's Justice League. He had to bow out at the end before they finalized things because of uh, some things going on in his family. But at a recent Snyder Con, yes, he put on a convention dedicated to himself. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> he put on a convention dedicated to himself. Let that sink in for a second. At a recent Snyder Con, celebrating all things Zack Snyder, the director lashed out at fans who felt like he got the tone of Batman and Superman wrong. His quote was, Quote, wake the fuck up. Uh, His reaction, quote, to say something to me like, my superhero wouldn't do that, I'm like, are you serious? I'm like, down the fucking road on that. You know what I mean? I don't know what that means, but okay. (laughs) No. It's a cool point. Look, I'm 100% fine with it. It's a cool point of view to be like, my heroes are still innocent. My heroes (laughs) don't fucking lie to America. My heroes don't embezzle money from the corporation. My heroes didn't commit any atrocities. That's cool, but you're living in a fucking dream world. Well. Is that what comics and movies yeah. are? But uh, so his point is basically he's tried taking that grittier approach to the point where fans felt like you lost the characters, you lost the tone of who these characters are, and so they don't show up for those movies, or they show up once and mm-hmm. then they word of mouth their friends don't go see them. So again, it kind of gets back to do we need that dark, gritty version of these heroes? Especially when you're talking about adapting it for film and television? Or I still think so, because <laughs> if you keep telling the same story over and over again, then eventually your fans fall off, right? If well, Sometimes, but, but how many, how but many times have we seen Spider-Man get bit by a fucking radioactive spider no, the, and people exactly. still keep showing up for the, those exactly, movies? But, uh, well, I'm if, just saying, if, you, if Batman's always fighting... A villain every single week in a comic book. Eventually, you just be like, "Fuck it." He's fought everyone known to, on Earth, <laughs> right? You know, he's still know. doing the same thing. I, I, I think for me, if I if I was to read comics, it would be okay. Yes, Batman's fighting another villain, but what did they come up with? There's a new villain, so what kind of cool thing is this villain? And because it's not just to me, I would think it's not just Batman. That you're the fan of you're you're also the fan of what the villain is who the villain is. Well, let me ask in you some this because we don't read comics. The, the, Neither yeah. one of us read comics or care about them. But if I was, if let's say you were a big comic book nerd and all your whole life you were you had bought you were really big into the Spider-Man comics, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden a new comic comes out that says Spider-Man's dead, would you buy that comic? Because you're like, holy shit, Spider-Man's oh, dead. <laughs> yeah, they have. That's, well, what that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. You're going to see, wait, how the fuck did Spider-Man die? It's, so it's all about a marketing tactic. Right, it is. I guess my question is, at what point do the characters no longer resemble the characters? And at what point are fans appropriate in saying, well, this isn't even fucking Batman versus Superman anymore because that's not Batman and that's not Superman based on how you've got them written and directed and acted and well, kind of going back to what just a little bit backtracking you know if we're talking about movies like if it's appropriate like Watchmen needs to be dark right that's what it is and yep. stuff like that where you don't necessarily need to go that route in the with a Batman movie and stuff like that. Yes, Batman's a little darker because Gotham is darker and stuff right. like that, but you don't have to go there, so that's appropriate. And, uh, and as for comic books, I think you could almost have a balance because you could have it, it doesn't have to be squeaky clean and shiny to that point, but you know, have it a tone and then maybe have a dark instance or something happen that kind of affects and then bring it back a little bit and kind of give people that 
not necessarily a roller coaster per se, but give them, give them, yeah. That's and it, and good stories, whether it's comics, yeah. not do that. They they mm-hmm. ratchet up the tension, and then they give you a minute mm-hmm. to catch your breath before yeah. they hit you again with the next thing. So, mm-hmm. and I think you could find your balance that way. I think any comic book hero eventually gets to the point to where it's like, I'm fucking tired of saving everybody, and I'm going to start killing these people that do wrong. Yeah, but that's not. You say that, but that doesn't happen in the comics. Yeah. I know. I'm just saying there's always going to be a dark turn because mentally they're unstable after a while. Well, I think you could do a dark turn just like as in, God, I don't know. We were watching some show where they get possessed or, or they whatever poisoned and they right. ended up being Red kryptonite basically yeah the trope but yeah yeah and, and so they were being evil for a little bit oh yeah you wasn't watching it but supergirl because she gets that way and so it you know she turned evil for a little bit and then came back i think it's okay to do that yeah. and, and that kind of gives you a, a different perspective of if she was evil <laughs> and it wasn't dark no say, right? no it was just and there's a difference between yeah between okay now she's bad versus like for example, a lot of the complaints with Batman was in Batman versus Superman. Batman is very clearly using a gun, whereas in the comics, he very clearly does not use a gun. I mean, it's stated multiple times. Yeah. And you can say, well, yes, he would use a gun because he's mentally unstable and he's over the edge and he's violent and he's tired of this shit and guns will fix it. But in the comics, that's exactly why he doesn't use guns is because he's mentally unstable and he knows the first time he picks up a gun and starts using well, it, it's that slippery slope. He'll, he will be just as bad as his you know, villains. You know, so. Good for him. He, you know, the guy was trying to do something new. I, I get what he's trying to right. do. And I guess the question is at what point is it Batman anymore and what point is it just so a guy when, with a I mask think when on? They, when the, they get... I think how far ahead. away from the character can you get? So to fix all of it, your super your super fans, why buy the the other author's take on it? I guess. Yeah, and they did. They they showed up for the it, movie it, once, and then it, they told it, their no, friends, it, "Don't but I mean, see that." That was the that was yeah. the one time that they seen and it, and you yeah. could probably take care of that with multiverses and all that. Where, right. like you know, going back to the Dark Knight metal, it's kind of. It's different tellings of a darker Batman and stuff like that, or darker everything, you know. So it's an off offshoot, so you could stay with your softer, lighter tone, whatever, yeah. and then have these six issue things that are. If you want to read it, go read it. Yeah. If you don't, then just keep on your track you know? and that's good in comics they do that a lot they, yeah. they do that the problem and, and even when they aren't doing that it doesn't fucking matter because there's like 12 batman books that come out every yeah. month you know but like in movies for example they're only going to make one batman movie in the next three years for example or whatever so you're yeah. kind of like well you're, you're you know like for example we get this joker movie we've been talking about mm-hmm. coming out you know some people are saying we don't need a joker origin movie some people are saying you know whatever but this is the only Joker thing we're going to get for a while. Yeah. You know? So it's kind of like, yeah, in comics you can say like, okay, well, I'm not, I'll, I'll read the Batman line, but I'm not going to pick up detective comics or I'm not going to pick up any of these other things because this is the storyline. I like this writing team and this artist and this is the one I'm going to follow for a while, you know, until they leave and go and do something else and I'll pick up something different. But in movies and in television, like, you know, you don't, there aren't a lot of options as far as like if you want a good Green Arrow story, you've got one place to get that right now. Yeah. Outside of the comics, you know. So it's, I don't know. It's, I get that, you know, but maybe they could do. I don't know. Maybe put out a movie every so many years, but then have other stuff, maybe on the DC app or something. Maybe I don't that's know. A little it's different it's story. interesting. Yeah. Uh, to, to that Joker, I, the origin of Joker. I think it's okay to have that. I you know you yes you you. You have where oh, Joker's bad. Joker does this, but it's kind of. I think it's kind of cool to know why did he get to where he's at. Well, a lot of the reason people don't want a Joker origin is because in the comics and even in the Dark Knight is just the Dark Knight. I always forget the names fucked up on those movies, but the point is that you don't know which is the real story because he tells a different story every time. Yeah, like in the comics, in the comics, every time you get a joker origin story it's different than the last one or like even in that movie 
you know, he would always ask questions. You know, do you know how you want to know how I got these scars? And he would tell a different story that's to true. every person that's that true. he told it to. So and that's that's, what, that's that's the only reason. That's really the only complaint people have about this Joker movie is that we don't want a definitive somebody to say this is the Joker story. Well, I guess that's why I really can't say a whole lot because I don't know. Well, see, so I didn't know anything about for that. me. Like I I think of this Joker movie as. And I said it before the uh, the killing joke. Right, it kind of has that feel of that. But like, I, it would be fun if they would take like him. You're you're seeing what's happening, but then there's those moments of wait. No, that wasn't right, and it kind of starts telling the same but different. So it, you would get the okay. Is this actually? The story, or is it not the story? Or and maybe that would have helped the people. Well, who it would were even like, be better is if he runs into Pennywise. He's <laughs> like, "That's fucking awesome." Oh, <laughs> well, that's the next one coming up. <laughs> <laughs> the Pennywise Batman crossover, <clears throat> crossover. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, Marvel uh, has taken a more family-friendly approach with their movies. Now on TV, they played around and done some different stuff. They're kind of all over the board, really, in tone. Um, but even DC lately has kind of trying to course correct a little bit. They had big success with Wonder Woman, which was family friendlier, even though it dealt with World War One and some pretty nasty shit. It was family friendlier in the mm-hmm. way it was told. Then, of course, Aquaman was a big hit. Again, family friendly. Shazam is the next DC movie that is out now, and it is very much for younger audiences a family friendly thing. So it seems like. You know, depending on how that shakes out, you know, Shazam, it'll be interesting to see how much money they make because in three weeks they're going to get the legs cut out from under them by Avengers Endgame. But um, so, you know, it seems like maybe the trend is towards more younger skewing or at least family friendly, where the guy in the comic book shop can take his kids to go see Spider Man into the Spider Verse and both of them be entertained or whatever the case is. Well, they're just going to have to continue writing good stuff. They can't just rely on, here's my Batman. You're going to come see it. You know, they're going to have to, because who, when we found out there was an Aquaman movie, I think we made a lot of fun (laughs) of that. Yep. (laughs) And I was like, I don't even know. I didn't even know if I said I'd watch it or not, but I ended up, I could have watched that movie Sat there and watched it again. That's Could you watch twenty two of them in a row? No, I could not <laughs> leading up to Avengers Endgame. No, no, like I could do that, but it was good. And I felt that way about Wonder Woman too. When Wonder Woman was over, I could have sat there and watched it again. So I hope I feel that way about Shazam. Yeah, I, I haven't know. seen a DC movie in a long time. Probably since one of the Batman's. Like yeah, I think Heath Ledger. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, that's probably the last. Yeah. Good one for a while, you know. I haven't, I have never seen Wonder Woman. I've never seen any I, of the yeah. new Batman. I didn't watch I know, I Batman think all the, versus the, Superman. I didn't yeah, watch nobody that. else did. Either. I think the Batman's. I, I don't think that they should switch up the Batman's in every movie. It's. I mean, James Bond. You, I know they switch up all the characters, but Batman. Christian Bale was a good Batman. I didn't like him. I that forced. <laughs> I, yeah, that was that was yeah. a choice that was made. A lot of people liked the Christian Bale, but I think that had a lot to do with the story. Yeah, yes, it, they were in love with the story, and not it could have been anybody. Well, maybe not anybody, but it could have been any good qualified person. If he didn't Batman. talk at all, then it would have been awesome. But I, the way <laughs> the he, silent movie Batman. Uh, yes, no, no, it didn't have to be silent. It's just he couldn't talk while he was, you know. Batman, right? That would have been fine, yeah. Because when he wasn't Batman, it was normal. But Batman, he like forced it too much, and um, no. The first Batman movie I can remember was uh, Michael Keaton was. Yeah, my, Batman. yeah. It was Michael. That Keaton. was the first Batman movie. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say that's the one I. <laughs> there can you remember. go. There you go. So some thoughts as we kind of wrap this up. We've done a couple of these, and uh, we're gonna make these shorter in the future. But we kind of had a lot covering. Both in our Friday show and tonight, we didn't uh, even cover shit. We talked about the same thing the whole time. What in this one? Yeah, yeah. But there are a lot of different things to talk about with it. <laughs> so some thoughts: dark uh, comics and Batman. So some thoughts: uh, publishers could make comics more affordable again, so that they're actually a viable option for kids. That's a good <laughs> point because if you're, I mean, people are having it rough to get by anyways. But if you're mm-hmm. even if you're able to give a kid allowance. 
You know, it's yeah. like if you give your kid five bucks a week, that's one comic book yeah. a week. You know, but if you knocked it down to a dollar ninety nine, they know, could get a couple, or yeah. they get one and something different. Yeah, or, yeah. Uh, and put them in places where kids can actually get to them. I know for a while DC yeah. was putting some oversized books in WalMarts, but there were giant one hundred page specials, and they were like ten bucks. So yeah. you know, I understand you got to pay people, and you got to put you know pay for that paper, but yeah. You got to make it where people can afford them. Uh, I think fans could probably do better job of stopping the whole gatekeeping thing of the whole, you know, oh well, no, it's got to be this way because this is the way I grew up with it, and yeah. maybe be a little uh, more open-minded about books, kind of like yeah. we talked about with like the Star Wars movies. <laughs> hey, maybe those to- Star Wars movies are for your kids and not for you. You mm-hmm. know, we used to ride horses to town, but now we drive cars. Man, things change. You just got to. <laughs> Be okay with that. Uh, maybe fans could stop being so precious about their superheroes and thinking that they own some. You don't own a piece of these characters. That no. Just because you grew up reading that book, it's mm-hmm. not your Batman or your Well, wouldn't Superman. that be funny? You know how people watch football games and they got the jerseys? Right. If they go and get their new comic book stuff, they throw out a cape. <laughs> this is like my that. cape. Well, I'm going to do, it. It. Gonna do that. Yeah. Awesome. So the Ninja Turtles, are they a superhero? They would count, yeah, mm-hmm. as a superhero. Yeah, and those books were dark because again, they don't really the have 80s. any. They don't really have any superpowers, though. They're ninjas. They're, they're talking turtles. turtles. <laughs> <laughs> what are you they're like human-sized turtles like that jumping walk, with sides and swords and nunchucks and shit? That's a superpower. Then they're stronger. They got they just as many superpowers as Batman does. That's I guess that's true. <laughs> so, but yeah, they started off in that whole dark, gritty '80s era. They were uh, take on. Uh, the uh, Daredevil. Yeah, those. I, I got to see some of the early comics yeah. and look film, and I was like, wow. I was like, that, I didn't. We got the that. origin story of Shredder and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fun. That was. <laughs> How it was a dishwashing. They were washing dishes and they pulled out a cheese grater and they were like, man, can you imagine somebody who had this on their hand? <laughs> and they were like, dude, <laughs> we just did it. <laughs> we wrote our bad guy. Our bad guy's the cheese shredder. Well, Probably drop the cheese. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just be in the shredder. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, producers, movie and television producers could make sure they're keeping the stories as close to the comics as possible and keeping it family friendly because clearly people aren't going to turn up and see <laughs> your shit if it's not. Well, if you think about how The Walking well, Dead. Yeah. Did, and I mean, they they stayed close. I right. mean, it wasn't but too horribly off. But The Walking Dead comic off. was never a kid's comic. No, it wasn't. Yeah. But I mean, People tuned into it. Absolutely no, but the tell and the Telltale Games have done a really good job. Yeah, with and their they, Walking Dead series, which yeah. was yes. kid. Yep. Even though it had a lot of f bombs and. But you you had a choice. You could turn all of that off. Right. Yeah, there was an option. Our kids yeah, are could, like, let's either, hear it. Yeah, you could either yeah turn that off or not, depending on who's in the room. Yeah, I think if you do like this new Shazam is taking from the new Fifty Two, and kind of it's getting stories that people the big stories that people know. And I think if they kind of stayed with that, maybe at least to get the that ball rolling again, if they stayed with some of the bigger story arcs, maybe that would help them out a little bit and kind of ease everybody's, that's not mine, you know, because yeah. it's like, oh, I know that story. Okay. Yeah. So maybe, so. maybe that'll help. Well, let us know what you think. Anything we've talked about, are superheroes for kids? Are they for adults? Should they be dark? Should they be affordable? <laughs> what are your <laughs> thoughts about anything we've talked about? You can let us know on social media. Just look for PGTC Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can email us your suggestions at popgoestheemail at gmail.com, or you can call and leave your thoughts on the hotline at 417-986-7842. We'd love to include your recorded comments in an upcoming episode. Weigh in on this discussion topic, and we will cover your thoughts and comments on an upcoming episode. Links to all that and more. At popgoestheculture.com. Also, while you're on social media doing that, don't forget to vote in this week's pop quiz. We're asking you which of the four Beatles songs that were the top four on April 4th, 1964. A lot of fours in that. Four, four, four. When the Beatles made history by being the only act to occupy the top five on the Hot 100 of the top four, which is your favorite? Be sure to vote all those same places on social media. Look for that pinned to the top of the page on Facebook and Twitter. Coming up in the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network Thursday, Kenny and I are going to be out at the Alamo Draft House talking about this weekend's box office results. We'll see how Shazam did. 
breaking down what's new and newsworthy and discussing all the programming at the Alamo Draft House. That's on the back lot by Alamo Draft House. Friday night, we'll be back here in the home studio again, recording the weekend edition of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. And then right on the heels of that, we'll be recording our episode for next Tuesday, unless we get some interviews between now and then. And that's an opportunity we may have. I don't want to jinx anything, but we may have some interviews to slap in there in the next couple of weeks. We'll see how it plays out. Links to all that and much more at popgoestheculture.com. Anybody got anything else? This is the first night we've done two of these back-to-back. We'll shorten them up a little bit, do a little bit better job of tightening up our discussions Just and headlines. Asleep. And she, yeah. got a, she got a belly full of pizza, and she's ready to go to sleep. She's like, I'm glad I'm not driving. <laughs> I am driving. No, there you go. Well, never we don't mind. drive each other's vehicles much. It's a thing that we have. It's yeah, I don't like, drive my wife's car either. Yeah. She didn't drive the van. If, I'm, if, we're take, if we take my truck, I drive. If we take her car, she drives. Yep. We don't oh, ever, okay. we rarely yeah. ever... Yeah. Drive it's each it's not like you can't drive. No, it's no, just it's just, it's just, just a comfort thing. Whoever's driving like, gets to drive. Yeah, yeah. Whoever's yeah. vehicles were taken, they're yeah. the one driving. Yeah, that's, that's how it works. It's always driving Miss Shannon in our house because my wife she doesn't mind driving, but she loves to be driven just because she can work on like different things for the businesses or whatever while we're going. So that's her thing. I, I mean, I've took your car to the store before. Yeah, that's right. about it, but. Usually, because it's just right there, ready to go already. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's. I like driving. And you dr- you won't take my truck and ever. And I can't wait to take Odin's car. I haven't got to drive. Haven't got to drive it yet. <laughs> yeah, neither has he. <laughs> <All right. laughs> now he drove it tonight. <laughs> All right. So what? They, they were going to have Hooters Town. Oh, no, they went to have Japanese or something like that. So that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's it then for this week's show. I've been Joey Mills with Pop Goes Culture Podcast Network. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Dusty's ready to uh, drive on out of here. Cinnamon sprinkles. K-Dub. We will catch you guys on Thursday from the Draft House. Talk to you later. Later. See See ya. This show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Find links to all of our podcasts and more at popgoestheculture.com.